I'm Rebecca Hamilton, author, artist, photographer, and entrepreneur. And I'm Chad Hamilton, marathon runner, podcast host, and addictions advocate. We're back for season four of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast. And let's just say that we've scrapped a lot more than just the sweet talk since we talked to you last. Yeah, that's right. We've scrapped our entire bakery business altogether. After over a decade of growing Chick Boss cake from the ground up, building it to over a million in sales and investing all of our time, money and energy into it, we decided to close it down. Let's just say we've grown into completely different people than the kids we once were when we started it. And ironically, we've both developed a passion for living a healthy lifestyle that does not align with running a sugary, processed food, dessert empire. It's hard to believe we ended up here. It is. And this season, we're talking all about change. That's right. You know, it's so much easier to keep doing what you've always done and way more difficult to let go of comfort and step into the unknown. That's for sure. Welcome to season four of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where we hope to inspire you to challenge societal norms, old beliefs, and realign to become your most authentic self. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to get back into some business advice because season four has been all about change and our lifestyle and a lot of um, the different things that we've done to improve our lives. But uh, let's be real, the last 12 years, we've been business owners, uh, small business owners. We had four bakery store locations and we grew it to over a million in sales from the ground up created all our own products. So we have been living in the business world for what feels like forever, but it was only the last decade, over a decade of our lives. Um, neither of us went to business school. We just learned on our own from trial and error and using common sense, which I know is not all that common these days, but I feel like that has really helped us learn how to do business. Uh, but this episode of the podcast is gonna be very relatable. It's going to be very real and it's probably going to make you laugh because I'm going to we're going to be sharing things that if you're currently a business owner, you probably wouldn't want to share because it would probably make you like <laughs> less likable as a business owner. But we got nothing to lose and we're happy to share for you. We have you. nothing to lose at this point and I'm all about authenticity and I felt like for so long I had to put on my best public relations face um, for the betterment of our company so that I didn't offend too many people and, uh, you know, wreck our business for our staff and stuff like that. So I was always looking out for the best interest of our business, the longevity of it, the reputation of it, and uh, so that my staff could have jobs still (laughs) because I can, I'm very opinionated and I honestly, I love challenging things. I love saying things, but if I don't feel like I can be truthfully like honest, then I I find it super unenjoyable to talk about. So this podcast, we're talking about nine things that we will not miss about our business. And this is going to be so relatable to so many of you. There's way so more than nine, but we narrowed it down to nine. We narrowed it right down to nine because these are the main pain points for us over the years that, and we haven't talked about any of this before because, like I said, it's gonna it just provokes different feelings and opinions in different people. But now it doesn't matter. We're just having fun on our podcast, telling it like it is, and which makes uh, it great. Doesn't that make it great? It makes it way better. That's what I would want to listen to. I don't want to listen to people giving frou-frou fluffy advice. I want to (laughs) listen to like, this is literally how it is. And this is why so many people can relate to, um, to us and to our podcast. So let's get into it. Nine things we will not miss about our business. At all. At all. (laughs) Number one, uh, is reputation over authenticity, which I just kind of briefly touched on in the introduction here. Um, that is like the overarching thing for me that I will not miss and I will never ever start another business again um, with that being a thing at all. Like if I cannot be 100% myself in it, then I am out sooner 
then later. I feel like it went on for too long where I was like promoting sugar and uh, this cute fun cake business. And it went on for a few years where I didn't feel aligned with it. But like I said, it was just a big learning curve. And it was really, really hard to make that decision to pull the plug on it. It's just like, it's just like the CEO of like Coca-Cola or something. Like I don't think, I don't think Buddy's drinking like 12 packs of Coke every night. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, that's the thing with all a lot of the corporate businesses. There's a lot of inauthenticity that goes along with that. Um, But for me now, I know that this is actually so, so important for me to feel good, for me to feel like I'm living my purpose in life, which is just being honest and sharing my actual opinion and not having to dilute it in hopes to not offend the general public so that they don't fucking boycott my business. (laughs) So anything that I do going forward now is always going to be rooted truthfully in in authentic or in truthfully in authenticity and um yeah and like what if what happens uh what happened with my cake business where I, it started out very authentically and then gradually as i learned my healthy lifestyle was more important it started to feel really inauthentic at the end i'm going to be much more aware of that now and any future rules that i take on and i know now that it's more important for me to be authentic than to preserve whatever kind of image or brand that goes along with with any company that i start in the future or any company that i work for in the future and so that's the number one thing for me. I hated having to do that. I don't know if you felt any of that at all because you were kind of more behind the scenes, but it was like crushing me alive because I would do all these media interviews, all these podcast interviews and everybody talking to me about my being so excited about my cake business. And near the end of, of the cake business, I was just, it was really, really cringy to me. And I know that you knew that because I would talk to you about how uncomfortable impacted you i mean obviously i didn't feel it to to that degree but i can only imagine being the face of it um you know from a media relations standpoint and um yeah i mean you'd always be oh my god there's the cake lady and you're like i fucking hate cake i don't eat cake i don't like cake i just sell cake but i don't want to sell cake because i don't know what's so bad for you right and yeah i mean that was the struggle i mean for me the inauthenticity um as well was just i mean i had to pretend like you know that i loved you know pretty cupcakes and and all the stuff that like i mean obviously i had no like passion for you know of course i was passionate about um you know building a business and i thought that that was pretty cool from a Mm -hmm. competitive standpoint because i've always been an athlete and really competitive so that was the main thing that i enjoyed but but the actual business itself like you know managing your own staff super girly like cupcakes like you know customers just going on about like shades like of colors shades of colors and stuff and i have to like take them seriously and yeah. when i know it's just ridiculous and you know it, it, yeah i mean it, it would be like if yeah there's so many anyway it, so that i just had to just do it and and i feel like you know maybe people listen to this are in a career or a job where you know they just kind of put on that hat of of what they need to do to support their family and you know kudos to you for doing that but i mean it's only sustainable for so long right like it subconsciously ruins you you, yeah because like what do you mean you're not made you didn't love to do this like you know you're you're probably just doing it because it pays the bills or because dad or mom wanted you to or whatever and then you're out you know being uh playing the piano till midnight every night it's like go be a friggin professional pianist so like i mean this is the stuff right you know yeah and you know what they're like especially with larger companies and stuff like that there's so much more at stake when it comes to um, being able to be authentic and being able to be real and stuff like that and uh yeah i understand the reason why they have public relations people or people who um you know try to speak in a conservative public appropriate way about the company and about issues like that because obviously the point is to make sure that majority of people like your business and your brand and your product so they continue to buy it right but for me i can't do that that's not where that's i just it's not my role to be fake about things like that and i just it's so 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 uncomfortable so um, i do see the purpose of it if i was giving a company advice on what to do in a situation like that you need to make sure that somebody in that public relations role or the face and the brand of the company 
is super aligned with it so that it comes off natural and authentic, right? Because it's really easy for me to promote things and to talk publicly about things when I don't have, when I don't feel conflicting interest about it, right? If I'm super aligned with it and it's something I actually genuinely love, I will talk about it and promote it all day long. But if there's any, if you have somebody in your company who is the the leader or the face or the representation for it and they are not aligned with it or they, you know, they don't consume the product, they don't live the product, they don't breathe the product, um, probably want to look for somebody else. So that's number one. Number two, never having a day off. And even though our stores, all of our stores were closed Sundays and Mondays, I didn't give a fuck that customers wanted us open on Sundays and Mondays because I was, I had the awareness to put my own well-being first, like in that sense. So we always remained closed Sundays and Mondays because I I couldn't even imagine having to deal with open stores and people complaining and shit like that on Sundays and Mondays, although they still did, but I didn't feel like we didn't feel necessarily the obligation to have to run the stores on those days. So uh, never having a day off is something that I think a lot of business owners, especially small business owners can relate to. Um, When you own the business, you're responsible whether you're there or not and whether it's your day off or not, like you're still responsible if shit's going down at your business, it's on you. So what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I have lots to say about that. I mean, that's the single biggest um, stress relief that I feel uh, now because I feel like I can actually unwind. I feel like I can decompress. I I've, I've didn't realize because I had done it for so many years, I didn't yeah. recognize, and we've talked about this in the, over the last month or two since it, it's- Well, we didn't even down. realize that yeah. this, like we didn't even realize how it felt to actually fully have a day off or have it disconnected mm. from us until we actually quit the business. Like we didn't even it's know what that thing, felt like. Right? And like, if you ask me like, well, how, how like meaningful is that to you now that you've recognized the contrast? And it's like, it's everything, honestly, it's literally everything, right? And you know, so much of what we've talked about is that, you know, at the peak of our business, making as much money as possible, which I mean is typically the reason why any business owner wants to grow and expand and, and take over the world is, is for money, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so when we were at the peak of our business, making as much money as possible, and it was like everything in my life was not as like healthy and and in line mentally where I wanted to be. And I wasn't like I wasn't happy and that was supposed to be the Holy grail, Mm -hmm. you know? And then, and then now seeing that like the last couple months is like, I have a days off and I'm like starting to get like my health, like as optimal as I can. And like, and I just feel like, you know what I mean? And yeah, I don't have as, as much money as I did when we were at the peak, but like, I don't give a shit because I'm like so happy. And it's like, People, you don't realize this until you have the contrast. Contrast is is key, and and yeah, the the burden of that is like it's undeniable. Okay, yeah. And, and so you're not only okay, even though we had our stores closed on two days, like we're okay, we're still responsible for you know setting up schedules, making uh, sure that the sales are on point, sending marketing emails and stuff like that. There's still there's stuff still so much to do on your days off. I know that a lot of people listening, if they're a small business owner, you can totally relate. Like I don't think you feel like you fully have a day off, and even if you do, and you're like, no, this is my day off. I'm not doing anything. Still, subconsciously, well, if you do subconsciously that, you're just, in the back you're just of your adding mind, to your plate the next day anyway, yeah. then, right? Oh, well, exactly. You know? But I think on a very subconscious level, it's still, you still have that awareness to know that if something does happen today to your store location or somebody breaks in or anything like that, or, you know, even if a staff texts you on your day off, like saying, I quit and you have to hire, you know, you have to hire, it's in the back of your mind. Like you're just never fully on having a day off. Okay. Let alone when you get, um, social media messages or emails and stuff like that on those days off and customers are, you know, pissed off about their order for X, Y, and Z reason. And they, this one lady that gave us a fucking deadline one time, she on us, I think it was on a Sunday. And she was like, if, 
she was like, I'm so unhappy about something. It was something super ridiculous too. It wasn't like justifiably like upset about something. Like we didn't mess anything up. She was just unhappy about something ridiculous. And um, she gave us a deadline yeah, it was just of the a cake response. wasn't decorated as nicely as the picture. Yeah, which it was because we always ask for pictures and I usually am the judge of if I think that it is or it isn't. And some people just like to complain for no goddamn reason. And so anyway, so this lady was super rude and not able to communicate appropriately whatsoever. And she sends an email saying that if we do not respond by Monday at 5 p.m., she is going to leave a negative review. And so we're closed Sundays and Mondays. She sends an email Sunday giving a deadline by Monday at 5 p.m., both of which days we are closed. Okay. Yeah. And so naturally, what are you going to do? You can respond to the deadline. You have the mercy of the customer. Like, who does she think she is, right? So, yeah. I mean, at this I point, we, we I was like, we didn't respond. I was like, I don't give Leave a fuck. A you know what I mean? Leave a review. I'm at the point now where I was like, I just. Never talked to her again in my life. No, exactly. Like, didn't even respond to her email. Do I even care to have don't a customer care. like this that was like so rude and so aggressive and couldn't even communicate in a kind, respectful way? It's like, you do what you need to do, lady. Set your alarm for 5 p.m. Leave us a negative review um, and be on your way. Okay. Because I, I can't stand. There's so many times where, where customers just think that they're so entitled that you know we have to accommodate anything and everything and I will say that we had really really high standards for customer service and uh, although that kind of drove me nuts at times I I felt really good about operating a business of of that level with really high customer service Um, but there was still so many times you guys where customers were absolute shit show to fucking deal with so you're not alone in dealing with these crazy customers because, as you know, you're open to the public and that means there's all kinds of people in the world, right? Yeah, and so that type of, um, you know, I, we've talked about this with family and, you know, cutting certain family members off that you wouldn't... Yeah. Like, so the the idea of this concept is that if if your aunt is nasty to you, let's say, like are you supposed to just keep her in your life because she's your aunt? No, right? It's it's like if she was a friend, you wouldn't, you would be much easier. Like be, you wouldn't be friends you, you with be them. Friendly, but just because it's like blood, then it's okay. And like, that's kind of what happened with all these customers. Like, okay, yeah, we would like, you know, ban them or ignore them or whatever. But like, they're just relentless. Like these people are like nuts. It's like, we're running a freaking cupcake shop here, right? This is not life or death. The fact and, that like, people can get that upset over that, like, cake get is their, ridiculous. Like, friends, if you don't respond or you ban them, whatever, then they get their nasty like circle of friends. We'll get like 10 bad reviews, like from all their like circle of negative, like Reddit like, friends. Literally the trashiest um, people yeah. you can ever imagine. Yeah. And then, and we just get bombarded, like bullied yeah. left, right, and center all because we just didn't respond because we're like i can't even like handle how negative you sound where do i even start to respond to somebody actually bullying is a really great uh, analogy for this because a lot of people don't don't uh relate the two but this is bullying at its finest okay when you get your trash ass friends to leave reviews based on your personal experience like i don't know what types of people these are that actually would think that that's like even remotely normal to do but if you if, if someone just think about this for a yeah, second i love yeah, this because we yeah, talked about this hilarious. with our friends right it's like imagine you like message your your friend your girlfriend whatever you're like you had a bad pizza like, from hey, pizza like, hut you know i mean my pizza is like terrible okay like you know what i mean i just bit into it and like it's just not as good and like this company is not responding can you please like log into your google account and or tell your them Facebook how shit they're just tell them that they, they like suck along with me telling them they suck like please like appreciate it thank yeah. you yeah like, and then they do. And then they, they do. No. They do. Like, I'm telling you, not just once, <laughs> oh, many God. times yeah. over over several years, yeah. these things would happen often. Every yeah. time I go, wow, this is how far removed I am from hanging around negative people yeah, in my life. Yeah, you can't even wrap your and head I'm around like, this is somebody nuts. that would do like, that. If, if a buddy of mine messaged me that, I'd be like, dude, like, what's wrong with you, man? I'm yeah. not, I'm not, do you like, need some help or something? You for some experience <laughs> you had, like, yeah, are you, why are you even asking me that? I would like, recommend therapy at you know that I mean? point because like, that's like, ridiculous. You know, like, but in, in this realm of people, they're like, yeah, like, on it, like, fuck yeah. them, like, totally this, normal. This, this place sucks because they like 
gave my friend a cake that was teal when she wanted like dark turquoise. Yeah. Like what? Your friend did what with the what now? Yeah. It's so it's oh funny God. now, but I mean, dealing with it at the time, well, yeah, it's, it's just it's, like you roll your eyes. You're like, you just yeah. can't believe that you live in a world where people actually go and, and do this kind of shit. It's so petty. It's so childish. And I mean, it's sad, obviously, because you know that they're living a really miserable life. But at the same time, when you have so much shit to deal with with your business, like the last thing you need to deal with is a bunch of fucking people like that, an right? Attack. An, yeah, atta- an attack, a bullying There's attack when you know damn well that these people is, right? that have children at home and deal with their kids getting bullied in school, they send them to school um, with pink t-shirts on bully day, anti-bullying and whatever. Meanwhile, yeah. they're fucking on the internet bullying other That's people. Right. That's right. I think that that is just like ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, don't miss that clearly, as you can tell. <laughs> don't miss that. But also I love talking about it because I know that other businesses can relate to that and they should know that they're not alone and that there's not much you can do about that. And you just have to deal with the public being the public. That's right. <laughs> so number three is dealing with vendors. Okay. This part is so frustrating because we found so many, we, we had to deal with so many vendors, right? Like packaging vendors, um, bakery product vendors, like different, all kinds of different vendors to make our business run properly, right? Um, and the problem is, for some reason, when you're doing a business to business business, uh, they don't give a fuck. Like, I don't know if it's because they don't have as much competition or they just don't know how to run their business properly, but they just literally have no common sense whatsoever. Okay. We had maybe like two or three vendors, which were good to deal with. And they were pretty much just like local small business people that had awareness, but like these other big vendors that we had to deal with, absolutely horrendous okay they would short us products all the time which impacts our customers impacts our staff's hours because we don't have the products to be able to fucking make the shit and um then we because we're short then the customers get pissed off at us because we don't have the stuff that they're they've ordered right so it's a situation where okay we don't have a lot of options as far as what vendors to use. So therefore we're kind of forced into this vendor relationship and Fuck, it's like fucking Rogers, the monopoly. Exactly. Right? And you're go just to Rogers, like, go to Bell. It's the same shit. It would be a situation where they, it would be like, okay, um, they send us our order and then there's like no butter in the order or something. And we're like, Hey, where's all They're the like, sticks yeah, of fucking butter? It'll be there next Friday. And you're yeah, like, we okay, didn't have any. Let, me, we're short. let me just tell like my 50 customers that they're not going to get their, cake because yeah. of next friday let me just cut all my staff's yeah. hours because we don't have yeah. butter to make anything at our bakery and they'll be right like, they'll be like sorry yeah you know what I mean? they have no alternative yeah. suggestions no help they don't give a shit and it's just like it's the most frustrating thing and i don't know what it is but if anyone wants to start a business to business b2b model it has good customer service or any level of awareness you guys will fucking dominate yeah, the industry great, <laughs> great uh, opening in the market there yep yeah so that's our that's our pain points of dealing with vendors like that's pretty much yeah i mean it's like it's I just I mean, it's frustrating at all you don't have yeah. to deal with that um anymore which is fantastic but yeah i mean that's the it's frustrating thing. when you're each responsible week, each week i don't like i said there's so many stressors yeah. with running a business and then when you know that it, like basically every other week you're gonna have to deal with some sort of vendor, vendor issue, issue yeah that impacts impacts your operations yeah then then you that you're just and and that that's the thing it's like what you think i'm excited to wake up and just have to put out a fire of that and then like spend my entire day like getting creative figuring out like it's a nightmare right you know anyway but yeah we can go on a nightmare and you know what the bigger of a business you grow the more issues you have with that because it's like a larger scale issue at that point and to be honest with you i just don't like running a business where I'm responsible for other people's inactions. Okay. I fucking hate that. Either show up when you no say control, you're going to show right? up yeah. or give me a solution. Don't call me with a problem. If you don't have a solution, that shit drives me insane. Yeah. Especially when I'm paying money. Like these are not cheap, like vendors that we're using. We're paying them. Yeah, these are, the, like, the, these are the same vendors that increase prices at a rate 
10 times higher than we do to our customers. Yeah, like our expenses with vendors was it was insane. It's not like this is like cheap like business to business stuff. We were like paying through the roof for this shit and like that's the kind of service that you get is like crazy yeah. to me. Okay, number 4. Things we won't miss about our business number 4 is customer service. Just in general, just in general. Not even just dealing with like the the worst of the worst customers, but like just having to navigate the emotions of other people and their expectations and oftentimes their unexpressed expectations, which is really difficult. There have been many times where people will not communicate something to us and they expect you to read their minds for their order. Okay, we, we could do a, we can do an entire podcast on this if we want to. So uh, I can't count the amount of times over the years someone would pick up a cake okay this is the best part this is this is the world we live in okay oh my god i love it my daughter sadie is going to freak when she sees it oh my god leave the store one star review cake sucks my daughter's gonna hate it yeah oh my god literally within 10 <laughs> minutes i'll read the review i'll call the lady up and be like, hey like susan what happened like from Hello, here to it's the car. Chad. Um, like, I see your review. Like, we just literally spoke 10 minutes ago. You said you loved it. Like, oh, well, I, I know I said that, but like, like, when I actually like got a closer look at it, then all of a sudden I realized that like she, my daughter's not gonna like it. That's a great impression. You like my impression? I'm not, okay, and this is not just one no, lady. It's not. It's literally yeah. like, there's so many over the years. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't know what kind of world we like where you people can't communicate. It's literally, I don't. I don't have the ability to express how I feel to your face. Mm-hmm. But then I'll go to the car on my phone where I'm safe and secure, and then all of a sudden I can, you know, be a bitch. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. We're having to deal with this over and over again, right? Or same situation, uh, another similar situation. I give the exact same cake. I get one of my girls t- to make. Th- 10 of this cake. I give it to... to they, they all look the exact same, clearly. Like they mm-hmm. were, She just made 10 of them. They look they're identical. I give it to, to 10 different customers. Nine of them love it. The one person... Oh my God, I just hate it. It just, I just something about it. I, I don't know what it is. It's just like, it's just terrible. Like the color's a little off. I mean, I don't know. It could be like just the lighting in here, but like, it's like yeah. I wanted kind <laughs> of hot. I wanted light pink and there's a little on the hottish pink side. So, like, so, <laughs> so the reason I have such good impressions is because I'd be the one yeah, behind the scenes the dealing, dealing with this with stuff. It. Yeah. Rebecca would be working from home and I'd be dealing with it, right? You told me after. I call you right after like and we'd have a laugh and whatever and be like, this lady's nuts. So, yeah. once again, Nine people, clearly happy, no problem. Um, you know, uh, Sally number 10 here, uh, for whatever reason, she's just, because she's an emotional wreck, right? Yeah. She's got all these issues, you know what I mean? Her car broke down, her dog ate her homework the yeah. whole bit, which, okay, you've it's got a hard something life, else. something going on. I get yeah. it. There's always something going on. But like, because I'm a business, now we I have, have to deal, deal with, with your inability to handle your emotions. Okay, so your inability to handle your emotions is now my responsibility, right? And, and, and I know listeners, you're probably laughing hearing me say this because it's, it's, that's the truth, right? Yeah. But, but I can't avoid that because if I could, why are the other nine people happy as a kite? But, but Sally number 10 is, you know, it's the worst thing ever and it's going to ruin her daughter's day and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, or, or there are situations, there's actually multiple situations where people would, <coughs> Um, call us or email us and be like, my two-year-old is really unhappy with the cake. She's crying. You ruined her birthday. Da, 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 da. And you're just thinking like, sorry, your two-year-old doesn't like her cake. Like, I don't even know what to say here. Is two-year-old it, is doesn't it, like many is things. It's not the cake. Is a two-year-old able to no. identify like liking or disliking a cake for whatever reason? I mean... I don't know, but I just don't think that they have the capacity to like or dislike something. Maybe the two-year-old's having a temper tantrum, but I don't think it has to do with the design or the shade of color of the cake. So when parents would call with that one, that was one where it was like very mind-blowing because I'm like, do you actually believe that that's like true? Or 
like you're just blaming it on your two-year-old and it's really you that feels that way or like what's really going on here because I'm pretty sure that a two-year-old doesn't have the awareness yet to like or dislike a cake for any reason (laughs) and um and yeah, so yeah, just obviously you're open to the public. You're dealing with all kinds of emotions from people. It's really difficult. Um, I The customer service part that I didn't like, and I did love certain aspects of the customer service because we did have a lot of regular customers that were super, 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 super awesome. You would treat them um, really well, yeah. And we would treat them so, so well. And even the shit ones, guys, we were so nice to them. It was actually repulsive how nice we were to these people okay it's it's insane um and that's actually one of the things that i don't miss about customer service is the inauthenticity of pretending to care okay pretend like having to write the words i am so sorry that you feel that your cake is the wrong shade of color and that your two-year-old is like devastated and it's going to traumatize them for the rest of their lives because they're always going to remember their second birthday cake and how much they hated it and just having to pretend to care about things where you're just like it's just cringy, you guys. It's so cringy. And I know so many people can relate to that because it is what you have to do in business. If I was giving somebody business advice, I would tell them that that's what you have to do. You have to suck it up. You have to put your own emotions and your own feelings aside. And you have to respond in a way that is kind and, you know, offering them something of some sort or, um, you know, just at least apologizing that they feel that way. Right. That's just what customer service is, unfortunately. Um, You have to be a counselor. Yeah, you have to. You do. You're dealing with so many emotions and people are stressed out with parties and weddings. And there's like, I get it. But at the same time, it sucks to deal with it, to be honest. Right. There's one thing that I remember you and I talked about this um, many times. So you're you're open to the public. Okay. So think about the amount of people in this world okay, yeah. that, that are emotionally unhinged. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the good news is when you don't have a business, you get to choose, which yeah. is super cool. This is a really cool part, right? Yeah. You get to choose who you want to associate with and who you're not. Totally. Right? So, so you go, you know what? That, that lady's a little bit weird or that guy's a little off. You know, I'm not probably not going to have him over for dinner. Right? Yeah. So that's great. You can set that boundary. Um, you can even do it with family. You can do it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's this amazing part about being an adult. Okay. So, but the thing about business is you, you have no filter for that. Okay. So there's not this application that someone has to fill out that says, okay, uh, we have mentally assessed your emotional capacity and, uh, we feel that you're a great fit to do business with us. You have uh, passed, you're approved and you can come in the front door and place an order. That's not how it works, right? So you are open to the public. You know, you get, um, you know, someone who is completely amazing, just like who, you know, who you would have over for dinner, who's a friend. Um, And then you get batshit crazy Susie, who, uh, you know, is, um, you know, crying over everything in her life and is walking and stumbling into your business. Uh, And and so over the years, we got a little bit better, though, at kind of identifying. Identifying, Typically, they'd be the person who they'd like, they would kind of call us the week of their kid's party. They'd be like, oh, my God. God, like my baker like just like canceled on me last minute and like I'm freaking out meanwhile and I'm, like, you, can, you know you guys why can help they, me. And I'm like you know why okay, they yeah, canceled they, yeah they canceled last minute because you're crying and freaking out about a cake and then the world will continue with or without this cake so I would be like yeah I don't know if we can take this lady's order because like yeah. just the way she's talking is Seems, not like yeah. I'm, I'm getting r- like off dar not radar off dar yeah. on her right so <laughs> yeah you know what I mean so I'm like this is like so sometimes people will will kind of give you those signs yeah and then you're like <laughs> okay so we're yeah booked. unfortunately we're, we're booked, booked too sorry so i apologize the best of luck you know yeah. so some people are are better at hiding it than others yeah but um but yeah i mean that's the only filtration device that you have at your disposal to kind of weed mm-hmm. out these people um and then of course you know you can cut them off after the fact but then as we touched on earlier in the podcast then they have these weird um underground group Troll of friends, friends. <laughs> that um, you know are just sitting there on their keyboard and they're like just ready got a, to go just got a text from Susie she said company A didn't yeah. give them the product that they liked <laughs> on it yeah oh my god this company sucks I can't believe that they, they screwed they my friend they go to the war zone da, da, da. Yeah. Right? like just nuts right so anyway that's I think the, the difference between I think that 
as much as customers like to leave businesses reviews, I think that we should have a platform where we can leave customers reviews so that we know so that we know who we're dealing with, you know, just like on Airbnb, right? Like the host gets reviewed and the guests get reviewed is a very mutual thing. Now I do see how it can go wrong sometimes, but I think that that would be much better of a playing field if we knew that, as you say, Susie, uh, was a crazy person who got her all of her friends involved in trolling people online and we could avoid those situations. So somebody should start a platform where you get to review customers of business for, yeah, for, for that great, purpose. Uh, it should be an app. It should be an app. Idea. You know, uh, every company subscribes to it and then you kind of pull up their profile and you're like, two and a half star on star? Susie. Oh, I think we're yeah. booked. I think we're booked. Yeah. She no. said her French fries weren't crispy enough they weren't fried enough so yeah and it's yeah it's hilarious so um the last thing i'll say on the number four point is that when we would have to go above and beyond i say have to but this is just my business sense of having awareness of just it's just how I wanted to run my business. I wanted to have a really high standard of customer service and we did, and I always wanted to go above and beyond. But the thing that drove me nuts is going above and beyond for ungrateful people. Okay. There's been so many times where people will call us on Saturday night or Sunday morning, which as we mentioned, we're closed Sundays and Mondays. And they'd be like, Oh my God, I forgot my cake. Like I didn't go, I didn't get to pick it up. And by the way, guys, we, we call everybody at 5 PM, them an hour to come if they haven't showed up at 5 p.m. on Saturday night because we know that people can forget things. So we did our part. We call everybody, give them a reminder to show up. And what else are we supposed to do? Okay, our staff have to go home Saturday night at 6 p.m. So anyways, we would get these calls, okay? Like at least once a month, somebody would call, forget their cake. And Every, I swear to God, there may have been like five people total who were kind and grateful and whatever, but majority of them where we would go on our day off to whatever store location to open it up on Sunday so that they could get, get their cake for their kid's birthday party because, again, we were very kind people and we want to make sure that their kid has a cake for their birthday. Um, and we would go above and beyond out of our way for them to do that. And they would still be a fucking bitch complain. about it. They and they complain. would complain about it, either yeah. complain about their cake or complain. And so this is based on the emotional, like, psychosis. You think about it. Yeah. Somebody's so disorganized, so all over the place, freaking out that they forgot the cake, the whole, the whole arrangement of it all. Um, you know, and, and, and then of course, those are the ones that would complain too, obviously, like it goes hand or in hand. Or they blame right? us you for know? them yeah. forgetting their cake. Yeah, like, you know I don't I mean? even understand how yeah. that works, but they just would, they would be yeah. like bitchy and, ugh. and sometimes they wouldn't even be there at the time we told them to meet us there and we'd have to fucking wait for them. And it's like, oh my God, people, yeah. your shit together. No kidding. <laughs> All right, number five is, and I know every single small business owner that has staff can relate to this, but it is managing staff. And before we get into this part, I'm just going to preface this with we have had amazing staff over the years, and we have had really, really shitty staff over the years, okay? I'm not painting all of the staff with the same brush. The staff who were amazing they fucking know who they are and they know that they're amazing, okay? And this is not about them. This is about the ones that were a pain in the fucking ass. And same thing. They know that they were a pain in the fucking ass, okay? And so um, managing staff. And the funny thing is, is that we had some really awesome staff and we're like, I just want to promote you. I want to pay you more. Why don't you be a manager? And they would say, absolutely not. I don't want that responsibility. So even our staff didn't want to manage staff, which is hilarious. <laughs> so says it, all. it says it all. And you know what? I don't blame them. It is a really hard, a hard thing to do. Um, it's a big responsibility and it's, it's difficult. And Chad did the managing of the staff. Okay. I am not... It's not my strength. I don't have the patience for that role specifically. Um, But Chad uh, did a really good job. And obviously we had to learn how to do it. And there's like different personalities and different things that you want to adjust to and stuff like that. Um, So why don't you touch on on point number five of managing staff? Yeah, so um, I mean, the yeah, like the most frustrating thing about managing staff is that, like you said, there's 
been amazing staff and those are the ones you typically don't need to manage that much and they you know just do their job and 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 yeah they do it great which is awesome and those people know who they are but the ones that don't are, are these ones that are entitled um you know the ones that you know show up to work when when they want there's always an excuse of why they're late there's always something they're texting you weird shit at odd hours of the day like you know this has been one of the things that we i miss the least it's like you know there's texting me like like oh my like it's like the end of the world at like sunday at like 9 p.m it's like okay we'll deal with that next week like you know what i mean and and, and i get it i mean in there and part of me obviously being good at, at managing was to be patient and understanding and empathetic which i feel like i am and um, i wasn't always that way i had to develop that skill but but yeah i mean just petty petty nonsense um yeah, and even though you got good at dealing with it it's still, it's still fucking annoying an, to deal terrible. with like it's so yeah. hard to deal with there's, there's nothing fulfilling about this at all okay um you're you're basically just being a parent and a babysitter and it's just it's it's not good right so you know um I commend anybody who can do that. I mean, I'm, I'm not meant to be a, a teacher. Maybe teachers are, are good leaders. I'm not sure. But like, it's just, it, yeah, I mean, the stuff we'd have to deal with is, is unbelievable. And so there would always be ebbs and flows to when we need staff and we don't need staff, just like any business. And that's another thing on your plate. It's like, okay, you know, and people would typically quit at the same time uh, at times, which is very stressful because things are always good with your staffing situation until they're not. And then they're, it's a shit show. The and then you gotta, is, you gotta is figure that, it out. And it's the like, the problem is, is that they want hours and then you give them all the hours but then they and then the they hours quit. When they want the hours too. Yeah. Right? And then they quit. And then all of a sudden you need to hire more people and then, the hours are fluctuating and then they're unhappy that they're not getting like, it's yeah, just a jobs whole... and all of hours. And then I give you hours and then it's like, Oh, and I'm working too. No. And then I give you hours and then it's, I'm working way too much and my mental health is deteriorating and yeah, I want less hours. That's true. Yeah. But it's you just, just said you wanted more hours. Yeah. It's hard. The communication part is really hard because especially when you're dealing with a lot of younger people and stuff too, where it's like, they're still developing. I get that. I was a train wreck too when I was that age. Um, but it's, you don't, you don't even know what you want. So it's hard to be able to communicate what you want when you don't know that you think you want more hours because you need more money or whatever. And then, you know, a month later, you're stressed out because you have more hours right. and now you don't want more hours. And it's like, it's hard for the manager to, to understand what you actually want when it fluctuates so much. It's always fluctuating. Right? So it's that's hard. the thing, right? And it's like, I'm not knocking that mental health, whatever. I'm just saying that like, you know, it's the lack of, of communication and awareness yeah. to, to be able to express that. And so then I have to then take that on as my responsibility responsibility to decipher through the ebb and flow of like, oh, well, they'll be like, well, yeah, Chad, I know I told you I wanted that um, last month, but this month is different. Yeah. And, and it's having like, to rearrange okay, like so, so many things. How can I, and I'm trying to run a business, right? So I need to forecast. I need to predict for the future. I need to like, you know, plan and strategize. So I can't do that properly when everybody's needs and wants are changing on a monthly basis, sometimes weekly basis. Right. So very stressful. Nothing about that. Do I miss? And, um, yeah, I feel liberated. Oh my God. Yeah, and you know what? There's a different dynamic too if you're managing staff at somewhere where it's not your own business, where you don't have a million other things to do too. Um, and I think that that's, it's, you know what? It's really hard to do that as a small business owner because you have to wear so many different hats. You're stressed out, you're tired. So you have to be patient and kind and emotionally available for, for different things. And, and that's a really big pain point. And that's why a lot, a lot of small businesses, they'll try to get some staff and then they'll go back to just doing it them fucking selves, right? Because it is easier. It's easier to do. Even is that a word, work, them fucking selves? It is now. <laughs> but it is easier, even though you have more work to do, just not having to worry about those things is a little bit of a peace of mind, right? But the problem is, is that you do need staff in order to scale. And so you need to get really good at doing interviews and reading people and uh, learning how to hire like really quality people, which we did get really good at near the end of our, of our business. The last few years was fucking awesome. We had the best staff ever. And that was because we as leaders got better at doing interviews and reading people and uh, you know, checking references, which a lot of people don't do anymore, but it's fucking important. I have lots of stories to share on that. Um, but yeah, so managing yeah, so staff. The, like obviously is 
sounds like, you know, it's just bitching this whole podcast. But one positive thing I do want to say is that there's a ton of transferable skills that I learned and, and oh, empathy, yeah. empathy, patience, reading people. Um, you know, these are huge skills to have in life to recognize red flags and relationships, um, you know, with with family, with uh, with other people, with, you know, even people you hire uh, as a in your own life to do, you know, work for you, that kind of thing. Like the, these are, are things you need to get better at. Right. And, um, you know, we got really, really good at it near the end. You know, if somebody, if an employee is acting like, there's things that are off in the beginning. It's just like if you're dating someone new, it's like if it's off in the beginning, this is your best behavior, folks. So if this is your best behavior, yikes yeah what are you gonna look like a year from now <laughs> exactly. oh my god so i don't like, even want to know don't don't ignore those signs no. right all joking aside like don't yeah. ignore those signs because that's literally their best version of themselves yeah and if it's off already it is not going to get better it's going to get way worse they're trying to act good now yeah. and it still sucks yeah so like get rid <laughs> so of them true. now don't let the the probationary period end no. get rid of them while you still can yeah. before you need to you know potentially pay in, in a bunch of nonsense of and that's a whole other story of of employees uh laws and shit like that but um but yeah that's that's it. any business owner listen to this the three-month probationary period is gospel you get the them the hell out of there if you notice any red flag in that three months totally really good advice yeah. it's awesome so that's point number five number six is kind of similar to one of the other points but it's always just having to be on the edge and on the pulse of everything and never being able to fully unwind and relax Um, even you know we love to travel and stuff like that but even on vacation you're not really on vacation because obviously our stores were running while we're on vacation and like even if you do have managers and other people that are responsible um, it doesn't really matter because they're still calling you um, on certain things that need your approval or need you know need you you're always, always you're always needed needed there's always something is as many you can have managers processes the whole there's always going to be something right i mean yeah. this is the thing right you're dealing with you know that like i said you're open to the public you're not open to an ideal um you know it's life right things yeah. are going to happen unexpectedly and and that falls on you so yeah you can never fully unwind at any point you're, you're going to get a text your phone's going to ring and it's going to be some bullshit that that you got to deal with and it's like that's not enjoyable like i i say this over and over again you if you have a, a one-year cancer diagnosis do you want to deal with that bullshit for the rest of your life like I don't know. That's just me. Okay. I'm not, maybe you do. Maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you're. Well, actually to my point know. earlier, I was saying like managing staff at like somebody else's oh, yeah. business or you, like if you, you work are for, off the clock. Yeah. Or yeah. if you work for a bigger company, they, it, they have so many people mm. that are involved in all the processes and stuff that like you can get all, like when you're done at five, you're actually done at five. And because it's not your business, you really don't care as much as if it was your business. Yeah. And that's the biggest difference, right? If you're managing staff. Well, that's what I've always said. Like people, oh, I'm yeah. manager and i'm great at it. it's like yeah. well, you're a manager for a company where somebody else has greater responsibility than you yeah so like that's awesome it's that a you're different good dynamic and and i would be an amazing manager at another company because yeah. as soon as i'm like i know what hey i don't have all the other stresses yeah. so then my emotional intensity is not as high so then naturally i can be more even more empathetic more patient as soon as my shift ends i'm done right exactly you know and it's i just so come true. back and, and re- recharge refresh fully right remember fully is the key yeah and then and I'm ready to tackle the next day. So it is absolutely, it is night and day. Like that's, you know what I mean? If you're managing as a business owner and just managing in a company, completely different dynamic. Yeah, I can, like, if anyone's struggling with this, like, you just reach out to us. We'll give you some free tips and advice on what we've learned yep. because we really, really, really got it down to a science near the end there. And we can yep. provide a lot of really valuable um, free tips for you if you're struggling with that. Because Definitely as manageable as it can be. Yep. Yeah, totally. Yep. Um, but yeah, so being always on the pulse and never able to fully relax, um, you know, you're on vacation and then somebody uh, emails you their resignation letter and you just know that when you get back, you have to go back into hiring and doing all this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. To start doing that on vacation, or you start doing it on vacation, so you start getting resumes, and it's just it's just never ending. It's never ending. So that's number six. Number seven is the unhinged customers and staff, but like the really really bad ones, like the really really trashy ones, the ones that like yell at you, swear at you, 
Um, yeah, thank- like one, one story that comes to mind is um, one of our staff, she's a sweetheart and she was running our St. Thomas store. And then this lady like hated her cake and she started like yelling and screaming at her. And like, and then, so my staff calls me and she's crying. This lady's yelling at me. And you I'm could like, hear her yelling in the background. She's like That's yelling. how I'm like, tell shit I'm like, she was. I literally call her. I'm like, get the hell out of the store. Like, you know what I mean? Like this lady, like, who do you think she is? Right. Just yelling at this like 19 year old girl, like unbelievable right but like i said i mean obviously you know as an empathetic person i understand she's got issue whatever right i'm like she probably has some who knows dad died someone got in a car accident i don't know something going on right she calls you know a couple days later oh my god i had cancer i'm so sorry and da, da, da. well that was after i emailed yeah. her because yeah, cause I, you emailed her and told her you put her in her place and I email, so you never do that ever again you are like banished for life from ever treating anybody anywhere <laughs> yeah. close to me that way i was so like, pissed about that yeah, because you went out like, of your way to email her a fuck off email yeah, which i was I like wow that's next that. level i don't normally do that but because i knew the staff that she was yelling at and i like just i know how genuine and how kind this girl is and i was like there's no fucking way that this lady is getting away with thinking that that's remotely acceptable and she's not welcome back in our store and i will call the police if she ever comes near our store ever again and I emailed her an email and, and I it was, was the classic example too, where like the cake was like fine. There's like yeah, nothing wrong with the cake. It was either. so ridiculous because again, like there's photos, there's cameras, we can see what the cake looks like. Okay. And if there's something wrong, I'm the first person to be like, there's something wrong with the cake. Let's fucking fix it, guys. Okay. Like I'm the first person to do that. Um, because I do care that people are happy with their stuff, but people like that you can't make happy. So I emailed her, put her in her place, and I don't normally do that because it's not super professional to do that, but I was just so pissed off that I had to and then she ended up uh responding to the email and then calling and apologizing and just saying that um i think that her kid had a cancer diagnosis or something that was really it was really a sad story um and i i responded back to her and i was like you know what i understand it's like that's very difficult i can't even imagine i'm so sorry that you're dealing with that but it's still really inappropriate that you made my staff feel like that she was crying at work like that's that's traumatizing okay so it doesn't make it right um so yeah so those situations where it's like you know or you have the staff like you know some of the staff that quit over the years that were just completely emotional wrecks and unhinged and you had to call the police some of the times or they leave in the middle of their shift and you're just like am i getting paid enough to deal with this yeah right now so-and-so just walked out or so-and-so won't leave and they're yelling and screaming and we got to call the cops making the other staff uncomfortable it's like like for something that's like oh my god like you kidding me right now and it's literally an emotional like breakdown and now it's my responsibility and they won't leave and like wow how much am i getting paid for this once again it always goes back to you don't get paid enough and even if you do is that worth it it's still not even worth it you know no and and that's it right people don't this is like the un unspoken um talk about the life of a business owner like the dark secrets of the freaking misery oh i know exactly you know yeah so that's point number seven and number eight is something that was a little bit particular to our business but i know that a lot of other businesses struggle with this or even if they don't struggle with it maybe they will in the future hopefully not but it is the break-ins vandalisms and calls from the police at 3 a.m um saying that somebody's broken into your store um and so we had struggled with that so much i know a lot of people knew that because we'd been on the news and stuff like that and i was spreading a lot of awareness about that it's primarily about our uh, london location we didn't really have too many issues with our other three store locate three store locations yeah um but yeah like just having to constantly deal with that without a viable solution like we did everything we could do we were asking the police we're asking the city like hey is there anything fucking else we can install or do with our business it's like we had cameras everywhere we removed like they removed the fence behind our business to make it more like so that you could see more things and just they did everything and it still continued to happen and there's nothing more defeating than being helpless to okay well I've done all I can do and they're still I mean I think the biggest shit. thing with that is that it just added an, an additional like I said the yeah. plate just continues to build right yeah like there's never like the plate never gets me I mean you can the only time it, you get more organized it gets a little bit better right like you can you can manage it but it's never like in a fulfilled way like that's what I realize now is like it's never like okay now because even when we had times when things were running good and it was organized and whatever it's like maybe that lasts like a week or two and then it's not. And then it is. And it's like, 
you know what I mean? You don't get that with a regular job. Like maybe you have a bad day or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't like have bad like weeks here and there and where you got to like. Or big messes you know, to clean big, up, like, right? Like vandalism. Clean, like often, like it's just crazy, right? Yeah. And there's like so many times we had to like, you know, reroute things because our delivery vehicle would be vandalized. We wouldn't be able to drive it. Um, different things like that. It was like really, really horrendous to deal with. And we had to pay like so many deductibles where it was like, what is the solution here, people? And, you know, the police were very kind and helpful, but they were not like there was no solution. Right. And there's nothing more frustrating than, um, <clears throat> then, you know, feeling helpless to having no solution to that. So that's something that's really, really hard to deal with. And like I said, I know it's not going to be relatable to all business owners, but it's, it is a possibility. I think maybe um, theft and stealing, I've seen that been happening at a lot of small businesses lately. So maybe that one's a little bit more um, relatable. We, since we were a bakery, we had a lot of stuff behind the counter and everything. So we didn't really experience a whole lot of uh, stealing and theft in that regard. Um, Although there was a couple times when we were loading our delivery vehicles where homeless people would steal the cakes. And it's like, I mean, I can't really feel bad about that. Like, you're probably hungry, so take the cake, right? Um, And, uh, but yeah, there's always those situations that you have to think about and worry about and stuff like that when you have your own um, store location. And it's just not one of the things that I'm going to miss. I'm not going to miss being woken up by the police yet again at 3 a.m. being nervous about what the fuck they're going to tell me this time. Yeah, one thing that average person doesn't realize is like you're stuck on the hook with these leases, right? Legally. And so like you you can't just be like, oh, I don't like this area. I'm just going to get up and move my store, right? Yeah. Nobody's paying for that, right? You have to pay the remaining rent. You have to pay the moving costs. You have to pay like all this stuff, right? The, the, it, from you're the outside trapped, looking basically, in. Basically, you're trapped. Like you're trapped and, and very, um, you know, there's many ways that we felt trapped in certain situations. And like, once again, if you just don't like your job and you don't like your boss, you can just say, fuck you, boss. I quit and I'm out and you get another job within a month and there you go. You don't have all the extra legal binding things happening, which which is is outside of your control, which is an absolute nightmare. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And number nine is the landlords won't miss them one bit. They're a pain in the butt to deal with. People like are, are like, I feel like if you are want to be a landlord, you're like the most scumbag of the world. And I shouldn't say that. I mean, obviously there's nice ones. It's just rare, right? Yeah, so, it's rare but, because because it all is all for financial all gain. Financial, so, right? and I understand that. And that's yeah. like, it's an investment thing that they're doing. But at the same time, if you have no like awareness or, you know, empathy for these situations happening or. It's no empathy, right? Yeah. During COVID, it was like, screw you, you know, during London, thing it's like oh screw you and then they're like how fast are you gonna pay to fix the glass and it's like it's not even my i don't even own the building but yet we're responsible to fix the glass and the doors and all this shit too and another thing people don't realize is when um when you are in a commercial landlord situation as opposed to a residential landlord um you have basically no rights like you do in in personal so you know many people listen to this back maybe in their young years had a, a terrible personal landlord but yeah you were protected under certain things like they had to way fix things in a certain manner yeah. all these things when it comes to commercial the way the law looks at it is you're in business which is in essence by choice so you as a business owner bear all the responsibility literally all of it okay fixing things you're responsible for everything right yeah Utilities, if you're commercial your building, if you're commercial your, door, your everything if your okay? commercial ac breaks down you're replacing the whole unit for twenty thousand for twenty or thirty thousand okay? dollars it's not like personal where your no. ac and your landlord has to fix it for the building no. you take on this building with whatever shit like stuff happens in the building and you, and they may even know that because they're probably a scumbag and they know that. And then you are the one that is responsible for financially, you know, footing the bill on that. And, and that's just the way it is. It's insane. So like I said, and then you have obviously the bureaucratic stuff with, you know, licensing and permits and city hall and all the nonsense of that. So all these expenses on top of having to deal with all this, right. It's crazy. 
Yeah, and just the the landlord situation, it's just, it's not, it's it's such a shitty dynamic for a relationship because all they care about is the financial aspect of it, which I understand that that is a business to them. But at the same time, there's no level of, like there should still be a level of customer service. We're still paying our rent, which is astronomical, by the way. So we're still paying our rent. So there should be some kind of awareness of customer customer service that, hey, I want to keep these tenants um, remotely happy so that they continue their lease afterwards or at least continue paying their rent on time it's that we always have. because they know have. that you don't... That- we don't have any rights in yeah, the commercial and they just side. Don't, that's why. So they, they, they basically have you strangleholded, right? Yeah, they just don't care. And it's just it's just crazy to to see like how they act and behave and like just the emotional So my advice for anybody, okay, if you're if you're signing a lease and any type of commercial lease you're starting a business, do not sign any long term lease, okay? No. Because like I said, you can negotiate it down. It's not three it's not years. about oh, I don't know if my business is gonna thrive for th- three or five years. That's not the point. No, the see point how the is, landlord is the point is that in the at, location if, of Vandal. Like, like I said, anything in behind the walls could break down and you're responsible for it. That's how it works. It's not like personal, okay? Nobody told yeah. us this in the beginning, okay? And and it wasn't until dealing with our lawyer and all that, he's like, yeah, like this is how commercial works. Like you're just responsible for everything, basically, right? So, so yeah, how can you predict? You're not going to go rip apart the walls and look at what model of service the AC has and all. Like you're not going to, who's going to do this, okay? Nobody. So you don't know if in two years in, the five years that that happens, you have thousands of dollars lying around that you're going to repair their AC and then you need to, um, you know, then they're going to benefit from future years once you leave of that new AC. It's nuts. Well, not to mention that if stuff like that does happen, it impacts the, your business, right? If you have a restaurant and you don't have AC for your guests to come in and it's 40 degrees in the summer, um, you need to fix that shit fast, right? So the, the stuff that impacts your business, you know, or, you know, things like for us, AC was a huge thing because we have cakes and uh, our cakes did not need to be refrigerated but they needed to be an AC or they would fucking melt and so there had been multiple times at different locations where the AC would break down and yeah we're responsible for it and it was just like a complete like huge expense and just getting it done in a timely manner was like so so stressful on top of everything else but yeah just just dealing with people who are only in something for financial gain and no relationship skills whatsoever in fact like even on a personal level like I would just never associate with some of these people because like they literally would like yell at you like unhinged yelling at you um for x y and z reason like i i couldn't be a more responsible tenant and i couldn't even believe like some of these landlords just like go on emotional binge like (laughs) i don't know i've never seen behavior like that before from anyone else but i guess it's because they're stressed out and they probably have other difficult tenants that they deal with and they handle their emotions that way but yeah just being you know called sworn at called names from landlords and it's like oh my gosh i don't even I just can't, you know. So anyway, the positive of all of this bickering and bitching is that we don't got to deal with that no more, right? So, it is the positive. Um, yeah, those so are that's the why nine I can breathe things. easy, right? These are the nine things. And, and yeah, now life's great. And, and it's, you know, obviously we're dealing with challenges in different ways, but none of them, this is what I always say, okay, in the last few months, even the issues I deal with now, they... Every single time in life, and so this is obviously the the, the skill that, or the benefit of the pain. Yeah, we we'll talk a lot about in life about the the benefit you get from going through the struggle. That uh, you know is to to gain that contrast and recognize the difference of how well you you know to with gratitude and appreciation how well you have it now. And this is why I'm super grateful of of the the way that our life is going to head because. Anything that happens now, and I mean, you and I have joked about this so many times over the last couple of months since we've closed it, is like this issue is like it pales in comparison to the fires that I had to put out before. And like I said, even if I was managing, you know, for a company or doing another job, it's like those stresses are like a drop in the bucket compared to what I dealt with before. And so you can't pay me enough to not deal with that, honestly. Like, it's not even about the money, right? It's like, you know, there, it's life, you have one life to live. And 
I really hope that this podcast inspires people to look at things like, are these things in life worth it? Like, are these things like you, you can live the life you want. It's not always going to be easy. Like I said, I mean, even stuff I'm dealing with now is not, it's not every day is amazing, but, but the stuff that I'm dealing with now is like, it's, it's nothing. Okay. And, and so, yeah, I would just encourage everybody to kind of look at themselves and, and, and figure out, Hey, am I, am I in a career? Am I in a business or am I in a relationship? Am I dealing with something that truly fills my cup that truly lights me up or am I just going through the motions every day and I'm like this this has got to end because we felt like this for years and and until we finally had the courage to to go through and it was way more difficult than it was closing down our business than it was starting it but I can assure you it is absolutely worth it if that's the direction you want to head but if your business or your career is passionate and lights you up you probably don't resonate with what I'm saying right now and yeah keep keep going keep living the dream and, and that's awesome for you too well i'm sure a lot of it does resonate with people even if they do love what they do because there's always going to be these aspects of the business that you don't like but i think that the difference is is that when you do have it like so much passion and it is super aligned and and authentic that stuff overrides all the bullshit you have to deal right. with so yep. you really 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 do need to, to have that um and that's what happened we lost that when we started to go on our health journey and stopped eating a lot of sugar and felt guilty about selling it and then we lost that kind of passion and the authenticity that went with that right. and that therefore all the bullshit that you have to deal with overrides the the joy and the passion that you have doing it and that's how you know it's time to move on amen we love to connect with our listeners. My website is RebeccaHamiltonCo.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and share it and tag us on social media. You can find me at RebeccaHamiltonCo and Chad is at ChadHamiltonRuns. And if you have a show or a podcast, we would love to be a guest and share our story with your audience and help get more people inspired to live authentically. Thanks for listening. This is Scrap the Sweet Talk with Chad and Rebecca Hamilton.